Hello, this is Comeback. This is Connor. This is episode 167. My guest today is Lynn Ann. Lynn is from Hanoi and is part of Theatre Dance Hanoi, where she also works in jazz music alongside. So I'm excited today to talk about theatre, dance, jazz, Hanoi and more. Lynn, welcome to Comeback. How are you today? Hello. Pretty good under this lockdown. We're all trying. But yeah. thank you for having me today. It's my first podcast and getting to talk about theater is, you know, everything. <laughs> yeah, for real. It's something you you're passionate about, clearly. So it's going to be fun to discuss. Can I ask you before we begin, how have you kept yourself busy throughout this crazy lockdown? As in, have you been productive or what have you been up to? Well, for me, this is actually like my second lockdown because um, last year I was in New York and it was a much longer lockdown. So my with like my experience, um, I feel that I was lucky enough and I am still lucky enough to have my family next to me. So that's one thing that can keep me like busy um, rather than just like training every day. Yeah, so um, like my daily work during lockdown is obviously... Um, mostly like going through my training again. Sure. Yeah. Um, yes, so I'm doing more like online classes or Zoom meetings with my fellow dancers, mm. friends. Um, apart from that, I feel like I spend more time just talking to my family, reading a book, doing things that I felt like I always made an excuse like, oh, I didn't have time to do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for real. Yeah. I feel like this lockdown has almost made us come face to face with our excuses where we'll often say oh I've not got time to read or I've not got time to clean my room and in lockdown you literally that you can't use that as an excuse it's just there for you <laughs> yeah exactly yeah for real do you mind telling me that yeah. how, you interested me there how come you were in New York for an extended lockdown so actually um back then wait that was like 2000 20 right yeah. yeah so I completed my training in uh, in theater dance at Broadway Dance Center around 2019 and then I came back to New York to train more so during my second time training in New York um you know COVID just started to hit New York so I was literally stuck in New York for five months <laughs> so that's how I was in the first lockdown yeah and New York I've never been it's always been a desire but I believe it's often hustly, it's busy, it's chaotic. And then obviously in lockdown, it would have been the complete opposite, right? Right, yes, yes, exactly. I mean, like there is a few similarities between like Vietnam, I mean, in Hanoi or Ho Chi Minh City with New York, because we all live in this kind of like hustle and bustle lifestyle. Mm. Um, but yes, with New York, because, you know, it's the, it's the hot part of, of musical theaters, of entertainment, you always see like marquees and, and you know, lights everywhere. And once we were in lockdown, it was just like a ghost town. It's, it's like, it, it just became like super dark. and <laughs> We don't really see much people, um, obviously like no more tourists, like during the first um, quarter of like the, the lockdown. So it was very strange. Yeah, I can imagine. I'm, I'm, my first impression of New York was Home Alone. You ever seen Home Alone? Mm -hmm. yeah, Home Alone 2 yes. yeah, is when he goes to New York. And yeah, I fell in love with it. I could just imagine you. Did you study there just before you were saying before you got locked down? 
Yes, so I was training from 2018 to 2019, so a little bit over a year. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay, that's yes. fascinating. Yeah, it must have been crazy going from, I know Hanoi is quite busy to a degree, uh, but right. New York is a next level, right? On Usually, from 2018 to 19, it would have been very different to Hanoi, I can imagine. Yes, yes, very different. Um, I feel like, um, Hanoi was like before I mean last year no not last year like just like a few months ago like we were um we were we, we were like going really strong with um the whole like protection during COVID like we got everything under control but I feel like this time is a little bit more crazy yeah definitely yeah yeah sorry my voice went weird there I had a sip of tea and then mm. I was like definitely <laughs> turned into like oh I didn't notice anything that's oh, fine yeah. <laughs> yeah that's an, a, a note to myself don't bring attention to things so yeah but with that Lynn do you mind telling me a bit about Hanoi you're obviously born and raised there what's it like to grow up in Hanoi based on your experience um I feel like with Hanoi I think the best way to describe is to compare it with an, another city so um if you've been to like Ho Chi Minh City it's more it's more like New York it's it's like everything is faster, especially in work. But growing up in Hanoi, I feel um, we are still like one of the main cities in Vietnam, but we take things a bit slower. And there are obviously there are four seasons rather than just two seasons like Ho Chi Minh City. So it's, I feel like there's more colors to it. And um, I like Hanoi because of that chill and that kind of like, take it slow vibe. Um, but yeah. Let me see, like, what is, yeah, I think, like, the, the seasons, uh, the things I love about Hanoi just bring me more mood, and people, all like, often say that artists, they would go to Ho Chi Minh City to work, but to, like, create or have more, sort of, like, inspirations, they would probably visit Hanoi more, and have, like, you know, those morning coffees, and bang me, and, like, go for a walk in the old quarters, and those things, like, really... Yeah like stick with me and um if I had like I can choose I would go to Hanoi I would like stay in Hanoi to just create because it brings me more um yeah inspiration yeah there's quite a creative realm in Hanoi you have the old quarter you have various museums the war museum yeah. the women's arts museum there's quite a bit mm. to draw inspiration from for your creativity right So with that, Lynn, do you mind telling me, how did you get involved in the work you do? How did you get involved? Well, there's a few things. I suppose right now, are you doing theatre, dance and jazz combined? Yes. So um, just a quick like overview, because uh, like last um, at the beginning, you said theatre, dance, Hanoi. I just want to make like a tiny correction is um, the forum is called Theatre, Dance, Vietnam. <laughs> but yes, so um, my work is... Basically, I'm a dancer and my main focus is theater jazz dance. So the theater jazz is like a small branch of jazz dancing. So it's, it's not like I'm combining theater dance with jazz. It's, it's a smaller branch of jazz dance. And apart from theater dance, um, I also do tap dancing. And my main goal of um, when I came back to Vietnam is that I would like to start sharing about the musical theater um, dance art forms. So that will include more theater jazz, more tap dancing, 
to the like um to the dance community in Vietnam because right now I feel that uh, we are focusing a lot more on um, hip hop cultures in Vietnam and you know what hip hop and jazz they all come from the same roots which is West African dance so maybe this is something that I would love you know more dance lovers in Vietnam to to join in and yeah to discover together explore together and grow a community yeah for real what is it about yeah. jazz there's obviously the origin that you've just mentioned what else mm-hmm. is there about jazz that really appealed to you in terms of the genre mm, i think first of all it's it's the melody it's the music of of jazz and um like apart from that i i think like the the more classic classical broadway musicals they involve more like jazz music or swingy musics so whenever i watch like those like 40s or 50s mgm movies back in the day i always feel like that oh it's just like it's so uplifting li- listening to those music and yes the melody would be like the first thing that drew me in and then there comes the dancing there we have like fred astaire and gene kelly and they are just like making even more music because of tap dancing with their feet and yeah I, I feel like all of those factors just just made me you know become in love with this art form <laughs> yeah for real just if you're yeah. watching those 30s and 40s clips and you're seeing the old legends at work and then you get to move to a place like new york and experience that kind of culture there that must have been yeah, you're right. a bit of a dream right yes yes you're exactly right it's it's like oh i've seen these people like on um on films which are like i don't know 30 40 years ago 50 years ago and now i got to be in the city where they were trained in and and learn their art forms so yeah it is a dream come true yeah did you have any influences growing up you mentioned fred astaire and jim kelly is there those two were those two your primary influences did you have anybody else that you looked up to Ooh, I don't think that I was influenced by them when I was like younger, since we don't really have that many materials in, in Vietnam to see and or watch. But um, I think when I was like a little kid, I did like see some like tap videos on, on like TV and I was so curious by that. But not until when um, I was in grade nine, that is where uh, when I went to London, actually. So my parents had to work in London and we stayed there for a few years. And I was introduced to contemporary jazz instead of theater jazz dance. So I did have, so that was like the first time that I fell in love with dancing. I knew about jazz dance and yeah, it just started to grow from there. And I feel like the biggest influence for me in dancing back there is my, my dance teacher. He was just like, he taught me everything like, okay, like all the positions, like first position, second position, or like how to stand in parallel, or whatever, like all of the basics. So yeah. yeah, starting from like grade nine, I believe. Grade nine, and is that age, I'm trying to think, age 14? Yeah, yeah, around that 14, 15, that's when I started to get more into dancing. Okay, cool, and before that, was it theater? Oh no, um, before that was literally nothing. <laughs> before that, I was, I love dance, but I didn't really have an environment to grow. Sure. After, after my period of living in London, um, 
I came back to Vietnam and I started to get more into contemporary and hip hop. And then after my university years in Vietnam, I came to New York. That is when the theater came in, which is only been for like two to three years until now that mm. I've been in theater. But I mean, like my love for jazz and, and watching, you know, all this amazing you know, Broadway musical people like has been for a while, more than that. Yeah, it seems it. Is there a big jazz community in Vietnam? I interviewed one jazz singer from Hanoi, now in Saigon, a while back. Uh, is it a popular genre or do you have to really go out of your way to find jazz in places like Hanoi? I feel like there, you're right, like you have to go out to to like a certain district or an area. So jazz, mostly like jazz events, they focus mostly in hotel, like the Westlake area. Um, I, I believe that is kind of equivalent to like district two in Saigon, okay. um, where many like more Westerners or more expats, um, they tend to, to live in those area. Um, so yeah, obviously the jazz community there is, is stronger. So, um, but apart from that, we do have um, like jazz events in like, um, in more like the central area, like Hoan Kim, but it's not very regular. We do have like a Bing Ming Jazz Club, there, which is like one of the oldest and the most regular um, jazz event night in, in Hanoi. Right, I see. Yeah, and yeah. I do want to move on to the current projects you're doing in a little bit more detail. But before that, something you mentioned was you lived in London. Do you mind telling me a bit more about that? Yes. So um, when I was in, um, I think I was in grade six in, in Vietnam, but in London, you do like A-level. So literally when I came there, I was like in grade seven or eight. So my parents had to work there for the government. So I traveled there with them. And uh, yeah. I was doing like GCSE course and I chose dance as my major, as my major. Do you call that a major? I'm not sure, but yes, I chose dancing. Yes. That's how dance started. And I enjoyed like London a lot. Um, it's just like the edu education. I feel there is a big difference, um, especially for example, like in literature, like you, when you analyze something, there is a conversation, there's a discussion between the teacher and the students. So there's more freedom in terms of how you interpret mm. um, like a piece of writing rather than having like a structurized kind of um, syllabus that you have to stick to. So yeah, one yeah. of the things I love about London is that. And yeah. obviously um, I didn't really get to experience West End because um, probably I don't know why. <laughs> I really didn't really, like get to experience much musicals when I was in London which sucks <laughs> yeah for real it's quite vibrant there were you in London for how long a year two years no I was in like, I was in London for four years oh whoa I what? know I used to have a bit of like a British accent but now I don't know where it, you know it just went <laughs> somewhere <laughs> how did you find London because we've obviously discussed New York and Hanoi and I'd say mm -hmm. London having visited quite a few times is right more similar to New York it's pretty chaotic and I can't imagine this is just my opinion feeling at right. home there if I wasn't from there because of how huge vast and bustly it all is 
Right. Wait, so are you from London or are you from like another? I'm from Manchester, city? which is, you know, okay. yeah, four hour, yes. four hour drive. Right, right. Okay. Yes. So um, I feel like London compared to New York, like at, at first I didn't think that London would be um, that kind of busy city. But then I was like, oh, wow, this is, this is like very lively. And it's different from New York because it's much smaller. <laughs> and um, I don't know. I feel like when I was in London is, um, I'm not sure if I should say this, but there is a lot more of um, this sort of etiquette or it's, the vibe feels a little bit more posh. <laughs> I'm not uh, sure if that's because of the accent yeah, or yeah. The, the tea, <laughs> but I love that though. It's, it's very, I don't know. Yeah, very classic. I like classic. <laughs> yeah I see it did you have any favorite parts of London any aspects that you miss in particular I believe Camden Town or um what like Portobello Market sure. or literally like any markets that sell um secondhand clothing because <laughs> I was like a, a like a thrifters back in, back in the day <laughs> right okay yeah no London's great for that I can definitely see why you know you'd enjoy it can I say, yeah. you, we have spoken briefly then, when you started dancing, you were, or pro properly getting into the work you do, you're around 14, 15, is that correct? Just to recap? Yes. Yeah. Yes. What was the, what was the right. point then, if you don't mind me asking, where you initially decided, okay, I'm going to go for it now. What made you, I'll use the analogy, pull the trigger and start dancing properly? Mm. I feel like, um, I'm not I'm not really sure because like since like whenever I was you know since ever since I was born I I just do whatever I like to do <laughs> so when I met dance is something it just gave me that really strong feeling it's like love at first sight that, oh wow like how can I feel this way when I was just moving and um I think I felt that way when obviously around that time when I was in London um so the point that I really determined like, okay, this is it, is after um, studying in university in, in Vietnam, that is when you're like, okay, which path I'm gonna go? Cause I'm done with schoolwork now, I need to find a job. Um, so I, I was trying to like complete all of my uh, credits in my university as, as quick as possible. So push them all in like a semester and just get that done. And then I had a talk with my parents like, hey, this is something I really want to like train in because I've been working quite hard alongside with my acad um, academic work. So I, I want to try this. And yeah, it's just start from, I think my passion, but not nothing else. <laughs> no, that sounds wicked. And do you mind then telling me a bit more about, thank you for correcting me, theater, dance, mm -hmm. Vietnam. What is that yes. all about, if you don't mind telling me a bit more? Yes, so Theatre Dance Vietnam, right now I would call that like um, a dance forum or you can call it a community too. So Theatre TDV is started by me and my lovely friend, Mr. Johnson Brock, who is also an actor and he's in London now. So um, after uh, graduating in um, Broadway Dance Center, me and Johnson, we decided to come back to Vietnam and did a workshop series in theater, jazz, dance, and tap dancing. And we did attract 
quite a lot of students in Hanoi. And after that point, we thought, like, hey, let's build a community here. So came up with, okay, let's, let's, let's think of a name for our community. So we came up, oh, Theater Dance Vietnam. And our main works is that to um, hold workshops, classes in theater jazz and tap. And also we would choreograph for events and also produce short dance film productions. And those works are to attain our main mission is to literally share about theater jazz and to grow a community of jazz dancers in, in Hanoi first and hopefully one day in Vietnam. Yeah, collectively, you'd want to bring it to Saigon or Da Nang. Would you like to expand it into different places in Vietnam? Yes, definitely. Nice. And how long has this been going for, Theatre Dance Vietnam? You might have just mentioned, but it's about two years? Yes, so since 2019, when yeah. we first have our workshop series, yeah. Yeah, and this might be tricky to answer because obviously a few of the aspects are different. How many members are part of the community so far? How many of, oh, sorry, I couldn't hear you. Yeah, how many members are part of the theatre dance Vietnam community so far? Right now, we, I'm not really sure how, if we call that members, but we have followers on um, our page, over, over 2000, um, but our main followers who are students who have we have met it and interacted with that would come about close to 70 or 80 people who are like very regular students and they they would come and join all of our classes and workshops so yeah okay um, but members as in board is me um, johnson and one more person okay sweet and how often do you run these classes in normal times? I know that's difficult to answer right now with the restrictions, but pre-lockdown, how often were you running the classes? Was it weekly? Was it a couple of times a week? How often? Right, so that would, we we did have a weekly um, schedule last year. Mm. And then this year we decided to um, have like more classes in a week. So we hold around four sessions a week and we were we would try to do that for the first week and then lockdown this lockdown came in so right now we are on hold yeah of course and do you have any favorite parts of the work you do is there any particular area which is a real highlight for you i think like i can't pick one but the creative Pro process? No, pro is it progress or process? <laughs> My English is process. like well, process. Yes. So the creative part, which means when I start to choreograph a piece, so that could be a piece for an event or a piece for uh, to teach my students in the class, or a piece that I'm performing. So that whole building up and getting materials, getting inspirations, like okay, what style am I going to do? Is it like forties or fifties? Um, what kind of like. Uh, music that I'm going to pick and what story I, I want to tell. So that whole process of building up, um, making mood board and then and, and creating something is the best part of my work. Yeah, I can imagine. I think there's something, I've come to this conclusion fairly recently due to the variety of interviews I'm doing. There's something really important about creativity in the fact that when we are locked down and completely, you know, 
devoid of anything like right now is the case having a creative outlet is so important in getting your thoughts and emotions out in a different format in a healthy environment and you're using that through dance right yes um i mean mm, like i feel like dancing is just like i'm not really sure if i understand your question right but um obviously the human connection in dancing is like so important mm. um because i feel like one of the things that i came to dance is the energy exchange between dancers or just people to people mm -hmm. but having this lockdown is almost like okay you're creating alone uh i don't have dancers in front of me to try this stuff out um try that stuff and so yeah it's it is very like a strange experience so yeah the lack of connection is is different and also like that affects me a lot because when i do class what i tend to um like what i prioritize is the obviously the energy because in class i let my students like hey let it all go like at the end of the class we're going to do bow we're going to hug each other we're going to do that whole like energy exchange thing yes um so that you know doing classes through zoom now we don't have that <laughs> yeah it's, it's just different yeah of course do you think energy is the most important part about dancing you know getting to feel the energy and the rhythm of your fellow dancers um i think it's a very important part yeah because um obviously i think jazz it starts out with social dancing so like the the first kind of era of jazz dance is is more um like charleston and you know like communal dance so that comes from the community people go like are were in circles and they were like jamming to music and doing all this awesome old school like West African dance moves. And the lack of energy exchange in a community kind of like takes away the, like such a big part of jazz dance. Yeah. No, so I, I would say it's very significant. <laughs> yeah. And a, quite a segment of the show that I always refer to is the comeback aspect. So any challenges faced, obviously mm. right now, COVID will be a big one for you, but you know, either with COVID or without COVID, what are the main challenges that you've faced in your dance career so far and how have you overcome them? Mm. Oh, I think, um, I think that is one where it's a trend because <laughs> I feel that uh, right now, like my, like the path I'm following is kind of like a one, like a very small branch of, uh, within the dance community in, in Vietnam. Um, the younger, the younger generations, currently they are more into trends and that could be in fashion, in um, lifestyle and even in dancing. So mm. I feel that if the, the trend here is more leading towards um, bigger branches like commercial dance or um, more other branches of like hip hop, musical theater is so new and it's obviously harder for me to to make it like to maintain it and to survive in that musical theater field when it's not a trend yet or is i don't know if it's not a trend right now so yeah that that would be something that i i have been struggling with when i came back here 
um, I was like, oh, darn, uh, I don't really know how to maintain this when, you know, people prefer to learn TikTok dancing. <laughs> yeah, for real. TikTok. Yeah. Um, would they be interested in, like, having a bowler hat and, and a cane and doing jazz hands? <laughs> <laughs> but, but, I, but I do appreciate my small communities because, um, you know, I feel that any kind of dance, any kind of community, they serve the right people. Um, I don't really look for um, quantity. I just feel that, okay, if I have 10 students, I have 10 students. If I have five, five people, I have five people. Um, the important thing is they go the long way. So, yeah. Yeah, for real. With that, this, this question is coming from somebody who hasn't danced before. So he, I don't know the exact, you know, uh, algorithms of the trends, but do you have to adapt your style then to fit what might be trending currently or do you like to stay i'm trying to think stay true to the jazz do you have to adapt your style at all or are you very much just jazz focused if that makes sense rather than chase You're the right. that is a, a huge question for like any sort of artists <laughs> who are following their their own kind of market but for me i do i do try to adapt but i don't change it 100 percent um I think so, for example, when I do more like classical styles, um, I tend to try to use the very like old school and classical moves, but try to adapt it with more modern music. So I did do like jazz dance to Vietnamese song, even be, like Vietnamese pop music. We did have this um, a tap dance video to V pop music. And I did it in New York in Times Square. So that is actually my way of learning to balance out um, between the two cultures and, and also the, the need of the viewers. Yeah. Okay, cool. That sounds wicked. Yeah. And in terms of your career so far, what advice would you give to somebody looking at getting involved in a project similar to the ones, a project or a field similar to the ones that you've gotten involved in what advice would you give mm. oh, i'm not very uh, like other uh, person to give, to give advice to because like <laughs> i feel like i'm still trying to receive advice from other people but um right now is probably it's just so cheesy <laughs> but just keep following your gut feelings because i have I, i've always um made mistakes when i'm trying to do something that is kind of like not what my gut feeling tell me to do or what my heart wants. So um, especially if you're like an artist, like really, cause like we always want things like artists, we, we tend to like fly a lot because like that's a Vietnamese thing you say, like we are not on the ground, but just really trust that process um, even though you fail cause you're an artist or I mean like, cause the current situation is not allowing us to really survive as an artist. I mean, trying to do other jobs to keep, to maintain that, you know, maintain a, a standard lifestyle, but really keep pushing through, um, making smaller goals. I think be more realistic, making smaller goals and achieve it step-by-steps, step, but really always follow, like, follow your gut feelings. Um, yeah not much things to advise here but. No, I think that's good I think that definitely can help people being on the right track where you're not trying to be a gimmick and 
copy something because it's trendy you're staying true to you right right yeah authentic artistry so i think that's good advice Thank you. Yes, you're just making my advice much clearer for the audience. I'm sorry if I mention any words or any phrase that doesn't sound very um, <laughs> right for a podcast. But yes, what Corner just said exactly described what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely fine. Where can we find out more about what you do on social media or online, Lynn? Sorry? Where can we find out more about what you do online or on social media? Yes, so um, most of my work is you could find it through um, Facebook page um, at Theatre Dance Vietnam. So we update a lot about um, events or classes up there. And for me personally, I do have my private account too. It's on Instagram, Lynn Instagram. So my name, and then we have Instagram at the end. Yes, I try to do puns. So yeah, <laughs> I like that actually. Well, I never, you know, thought Instagram nice. <laughs> I, right? I, love, I, I love a pun. I love a pun. So that's, that suits me. That fits. <laughs> yeah, Lin <laughs> Instagram. Instagram, nice. So, yeah. uh yeah, we're pretty much done with this, Lin. We're gonna wrap this up. Do you have any final thoughts Ooh. you want to add, or shall we leave it on Instagram? Oh, let me see. I, I don't know. My, my brain is kind of frozen, but I think Instagram is good. <laughs> yeah, for real. Instagram, that is the perfect way to end it. Lynn, thank Yay. you very, very much for coming on today. I've really appreciated it. And keep up the good work. Hopefully this situation subsides and you can get back dancing in physical form with your partners and all the very best. Yes, thank you so much, Corner, for having me.